Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. I'm going to tell you, good chance that it's going to be a rough season for Notre Dame. They're coming off a year last year. They were 10-2, and 9-1 in conference play. They lost... Uh, to Alabama, thirty-one to fourteen in the Rose Bowl. Um, also lost to Clemson. Also lost to Clemson as well. And um, <clears throat> sorry, bug just flew in my mouth. <clears throat> it's okay. Well, Notre Dame. Uh, their offense wasn't explosive, but they were efficient. They were effective. They controlled the clock. They controlled the uh, uh, possession. Uh, one of the best teams in the college football. In college football, excuse me, in terms of time of possession and third downs. Uh, they lose a, a big, big-time starting quarterback, though. All right, so I'm good to go. There you go. Just yeah. swallow the bugs. A little protein. Yeah, so, you know, Ian Book would drive me nuts most weeks, but Ian Book did one thing at Notre Dame, and that was win football games. Yeah. So last year, the upset victory over Clemson. Granted, Trevor Lawrence didn't play on November 7th, 2020. I'll always remember the date, the 47-40 to 40 victory. It was one of my favorite parts of college football last year. That and that Coastal Carolina-BYU game that I talk about every single show. I mean, that was my favorite moment right there. 47-40. to 40, I didn't really get to enjoy it because everybody just kept reminding me that Trevor Lawrence didn't play. I didn't care. It was an overtime victory over Clemson. Then in the rematch against Clemson, they got stomped on. 34-10 to 10 in December. And then in the Rose Bowl, Alabama ran all over them, beat them 31 to 14, and they lost so much from last year. So over at BetMGM right now, their national title odds going into the season, 40 to 1. 40 to 1 national title odds for Notre Dame. They open up week one on the road at Florida State, nine and a half point favorites. The Knowles plus 280 on the money line. No total uh, yet over at BetMGM. What do you think about their quarterback, the new quarterback? What's his name, Jack Cohn? Jack Cohn. So I uh, think he Wisconsin sucks. Wisconsin transfer. Yes. You, you hate him? Oh, I think he's terrible. Oh. Um, he stepped up for he stepped up for the Badgers back in the day when, uh, what's his name, Horner, Hornerbrook? Hornerbrook. Also terrible. Yeah. Went down in 2018. He yeah, stepped Alex up. Hornerbrook. Also stunk. And then uh, <laughs> yeah. he completed like 70% of his passes, yeah. threw for over 2,700 yards, 18 touchdowns, only five picks, and you hate him. Yeah, I don't like Jack Cohn. You know who else didn't like Jack Cohn? Who? Any of his teammates. And that's mm. why he lost his job to Graham Mertz, who was awesome in his first game ever against Illinois. Then he caught COVID, and then he came back, and he was no longer awesome. And now he's already trademarked himself. So shout out to Graham Mertz. I think Graham Mertz in Wisconsin are Get the team. Money. I think I know a preview of Notre Dame. I think that that's going to be the team to beat in the Big Ten. Wisconsin. Going into the season, I expect them to go back to being the team that they always are with a solid offensive line, some sort of running game. And I think Graham Mertz with a full offseason and not having to deal with COVID, hopefully, is going to be great. But for Notre Dame, I mean, they lose Ian Book. Uh, they also now have a new defensive coordinator, Marcus Freeman. Yeah. So they just have so many question marks, man. I mean, I'm not really high on Jack Cohen, especially – I wasn't really high on Ian Book, but like I said, he just found ways to win games. They also lose like legitimately their entire offensive line. They yeah, lose absolutely. four of their five starting offensive linemen. I brought up Aaron Banks in our 49ers preview. That's where he ends up. They're they're all they all got drafted. I mean, their offensive line was solid, yeah. but now they bring back one dude. So they I don't know what they're uh, gonna look like. Jared Patterson, he's back, plays center guard, broke his foot last year. But he's what he's like six seven three fifteen. But you know he had a broken foot last year. I mean that team, this team is very 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 inexperienced. Yeah, they're that's... very young. And I and I think though, I mean their schedule is not terrible. 
Um, I mean, in Notre Dame is always a, a just a very intriguing team in terms of just being competitive, but they have so many different holes. They play Florida State, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Stanford. They should pretty much, I mean, those teams, they should win those games, but, you know, all those teams are just really pesky, except for the Noles. The Noles suck. Um, but also also teams like USC, UNC, Purdue, at home. I don't know. Uh, they they didn't have to, they don't have to play Clemson this year, but they play Cincinnati. That's going to be a rough one. They don't play uh, Miami this year, but like you said, they play Wisconsin. So um, not a lot of favors here. I know their total on bet MGM, their win total, what was it, nine? And I couldn't even find it earlier. I think nine was a number I saw floating out there in some bet MGM articles, but I couldn't necessarily find it on betmgm.com. So please let me know if you uh, found it on there. But they're going to need a lot of help. I mean, even on the defense side of the ball, oh, they had a they had a great defense last year, just allowing yeah. uh, 344 yards per game. Um, but those numbers are also kind of skewed because they played against Bama, they played against Clemson, but they were probably even better than that. Um, you know, Freeman is the D coordinator. He's coming in, like you just said. He's going to have a challenge to really have these guys step up. Um, you look at their defensive backs. Love Kyle Hamilton, the I safe yeah. safety. I mean, freaking stud. Probably going to be a top ten pick um, here soon. Either him or a, was it Derek Derek Stingley, yeah. Stingley from uh, LSU? He's a stud too. So those guys are probably the best DBs in the nation right now. Also, Kyle led the team in tackles last year with sixty three. Um, but like like I just said, though, very young team, schedule not that friendly. It's going to be a lot of tough games, and probably like the old Notre Dame, I would side with them to to beat these teams. But this year, new quarterback, running backs. You got Kyra Williams. He has to step up. Uh, Chris Tyree. Last year was averaging almost seven yards per carry, but you know when you they have to step up big when your guy uh, without Ian Book being there in terms right. of being a dual threat option, like they're going to have to run even more and be even better on that side of the ball. So I would I was I would honestly take the under here because I think Notre Dame is going to have a rough rough season. Yeah, all that's available right now over at BetMGM are the national title odds. Again, forty to one. No thank you there in a rebuild season because that's what this is going to be. And I know that everybody loves Brian Kelly. He's a little angry man, but he's a hell of a coach. Uh, you brought up Jared uh, Jared Peterson Patterson. Jeez, Jared Patterson is honestly their best player. Uh, you know, he returns to the offensive line. He's the only returning player on the offensive line. Now, some of the dudes have actually had some experience, like uh, the right tackle Josh Lug. He hasn't been a day one starter, but over the last two years, he's kind of been their utility guy, and he started eight games when they needed him, five games at right tackle, uh, one game at right guard when Tommy Kramer had that injury in 2020, and then he also played two games at center uh, when Patterson had that foot injury. So I like his versatility. He could play anywhere on the offensive line, so he should be fine. Jarrett Patterson is actually the fourth best returning interior offensive lineman in college football for the 2021 season from Pro Football Focus. So I expect big things from him. Notre Dame always has a solid offensive line. They're going to be able to run the football. We just got to wait and see, you know, what they really look like. I mean, this is kind of a rebuild season, but um, we'll see. If Brian Kelly and Jeff Quinn, they could work together. Should be all right. They opened up, like you said, against Florida State. They are favorites in that game. It's in Tallahassee, 7.30 p.m. kickoff. Then they go to Toledo, or they have Toledo, I should say, at Notre Dame. That's their first home game. They get Purdue week three, and then it's Wisconsin. That game's going to be played at Soldier Field. Last year, I had tickets. It was at Lambeau Field to go watch Wisconsin play Notre Dame, and the game was canceled due to COVID, and it was just brutal. It it broke my heart because I had two tickets, two Notre Dame tickets last year. I was going to the opener in Ireland. I've never been to Ireland, and I love Notre Dame football. So it was this big trip. I was going with my entire family. 
We had to cancel it because you obviously couldn't travel to Ireland because of COVID-19 and the game was canceled anyway. So I had to cancel that trip. And then I was going to Lambeau Field, which is my favorite place on this planet, to watch my two favorite college football teams play against each other. And that was also canceled. They're going to play it this year, but now it's at Soldier Field. And Soldier Field is an absolute dump, which is why the Bears are looking to blow it up and move to Arlington Heights. That's the What's September- wrong with it? Soldier Field? Yeah. Well, the you know fi- I've never been anywhere. The, the field is terrible. It's, it's brutal. Is it worse than FedEx? FedEx was playing on concrete. I, I, like it's, I, I it's think known it's as the worst field in the world. Yeah, I think it's up there, man. Like when wow. you when you hear some of the players talk about it, it was terrible. Like even former Washington Redskins and Washington football players, like when they go on to other teams, like one of the nicest guys in the league, Chris Thompson, running back. I think he's in Jacksonville still right now. Not quite sure. When they announced on Twitter that they were, you know, redoing the entire field. He was like, yeah, that has to go because that's probably the worst foot I've ever played on. And he was like the Mr. Company Man, greatest guy, of, of greatest personality on the team, absolutely 100% character guy, all in. And he even was like, that's terrible. So, yeah, I'm with you. In fact, like, and, and so when I look at Notre Dame football and then the rest of the schedule, so they go, yeah, two soldier field to take Wisconsin, take on Wisconsin. And I think Wisconsin's going to win that game. I really do. And then after that, like, that's just a, see, that's the brutal schedule right there. Um, because you get Purdue, you get Purdue at home, but then you go on the road, technically, to Chicago to play at Soldier Field against a tough Wisconsin team. And then the following week, October 2nd, you get Cincinnati at home, and then you get Virginia Tech, and then you get USC, who I'm pretty high on, then you get North Carolina, and then you close out with Navy, Virginia, Georgia Tech, and Stanford. And Stanford, I know, stunk last year, but I expect them to have a bounce back year, and you have to play them on the road. Um, so I just think that the schedule is going to be tough for Notre Dame. It's going to be kind of a rebuild year. In fact, I'm already like looking more forward to this, to, to, to like the recruiting class that they got coming up. Like they finally have a five-star quarterback that's going to make his, I think second or third trip, uh, coming up. When's July 27th? Good. Oh, so next week, uh, they're going to bring in this new class and they're going to bring in, uh, Dante Moore, who's a five-star recruit, 6'2", 195 pounder. He'll be in the class of 2023. I just want Notre Dame to have like a classic drop back quarterback just once. Like the last quarterback that I really loved at Notre Dame was Brady Quinn. And I will I will Brady die on that hill. Quinn. I loved Brady Quinn, man. Now the problem with Brady Quinn, he cared more about his biceps and his arms than his on field play. Yes. And that's why he didn't last very long in the league either with Cleveland. But I loved Brady Quinn at Notre Dame. Um not really buying into to the offense this year with Jack Cohen. Like you said, like he's serviceable, and he'll have some nice throws. He'll make some good plays. But at the same time, there's some weeks where he's just an absolute disaster. Now, this is going to be also be a completely different offense. You know, at Wisconsin, um, you run I-formation, you pound the football, you beat him on play action. See, and that's why I don't even know how much they're going to throw the ball this year in Notre Dame. So we'll see. I mean, like, you know, they lose most of that offensive line. The dudes they do bring back are solid. In fact, one of the best offensive linemen in all of college football. I definitely wouldn't play their national title hopes. I wouldn't play a 40-1 to 1 ticket on them. I can tell you that. I wouldn't even be shocked, as crazy as this sounds, and as bad as Florida State's been, if they lost week one, September 5th, on the road. I wouldn't. And even, t- like, so Toledo you expect them to beat. Purdue you would expect them to beat. I'm just looking what I would do with this win total. I think they'll lose to Wisconsin. Cincinnati is honestly up in the air uh, luckily, they have them at home, 2.30 p.m. kickoff on they October 2nd. They stole their defensive second. coordinator, so that should buy them a couple points on the books. October 23rd is going to be the big one for them against Juan USC. Juan Soto just hit a three-run homer in Stop. the seventh. The Nats are up 18-0. to zero. Stop. 18-0. to zero. Juan wow. Soto, three-run shot. That's ridiculous. I played the uh, 
I I, I I played Washington, so that's awesome. But I also, unfortunately, took the under in that game. And Washington has hit the over twice by themselves now. Yep, man. you're right. 18 nothing. Jordy Mercer scores. Juan Soto homers. Oh, man. The also Nats, the- they got five straight hits from Gerardo Parra, Barrera, Hernandez, Escobar, and Jordy Mercer. Unreal. That's something that you could uh, would have never imagined in March to be the story of the Nats. I mean, this is just blowout central tonight in every single game, pretty much. So the Nats are up 18 to nothing. Detroit's up 13 to nothing on Texas. Uh, the Mets and the Reds are still tied at seven. The Reds will probably blow that. Cubs now down three to nothing, and the bases are loaded with two away. Brutal. Boston's up 12 to four. Baltimore's up six to one. We legitimately have like two close games. You got Minnesota, who's beating Chicago two to one right now, and then Cleveland and Houston are tied at one. Man, oh, where's that Pirates D back game? Uh, we still got five more minutes before first. Scratching pitch. and itching for that one, buddy. I'm about to go. I'm I'm at to leave you guys for the rest of this show. I'm going there. I took the under in that game, nine what? and a half, juiced minus one fifteen. Don't care. Dodgers enough, and, uh, and uh, I almost said 49ers. We just got them proving the 49ers. Dodgers Giants first pitch coming up about. 30 minutes from now, 10-10. And then uh, also coming up here shortly, Otani's on the mound against Irvin. I'm looking forward to that one. Hopefully we get some closer games. The Angels, favorites over the A's. The total is eight in that one. So we'll have hopefully some uh, closer games coming up, Major League Baseball. So Notre Dame, let's set the let's throw the win total at nine. Over or under, what would you do with that? Can I take nine exactly or no? Yeah, you can actually. Under. <laughs> I know. I know. Is that rude? I'm like, sorry, Notre Dame fans listening. See, my problem with Notre Dame is just like I, I said, probably lean nine, it's, it's that two-game stretch right after the bye. I mean, luckily, both games are at home, and Notre Dame's always tough defensively. They're probably going to be one of the best teams in the country defensively, but are yeah. they going to score enough points to keep up with, like, I could see Slovis and USC putting up 42 against them. Like, they'll be solid defensively all season long until they get an actual true test, and then in typical Notre Dame fashion, they'll wet the bed like they always do. So what you going under? Probably under. Yeah, but I mean, I'm always, you know, down on my team. 